I'm just trying to imagine what that was like up on that mountain to see Jesus in all his glory. They must have had a really strong sense of what I'm about to say to you, that they had God's peace, and they had God's grace, and they had his love. They could see it, and I pray so can you. We're going to look at the gospel lesson for today from, from the gospel of Matthew, and just lift up these words again. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves, there he was transfigured before them. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever thought or believed that you knew somebody pretty well? only to find out that maybe you really didn't know them as well as you thought you did? I mean, that can happen either negatively or positively. If someone we know has a moral failure, we may say, I would never have imagined that they could do something like that. Positively, if somebody does something that we just didn't think they were capable of doing, we'd say, I didn't know you had it in you. I think that's the, the, what was taking place, the latter of those two options what was taking place up on that mountain, what we see happening in today's gospel lesson, which we call the transfiguration of Jesus. Peter and James and John, probably the three disciples who knew Jesus the best, well, it says there that Jesus took them up onto a mountain by themselves. And while they did know Jesus fairly well. It's my sense that what they saw and what they experienced on that mountain caught them, took them totally by surprise. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. And what Peter says next, I think, pretty much comes close to a we didn't know you had it in you kind of a phrase. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Well, I've asked, what do you think that moment was like for those men? I mean, they had seen some amazing things up until this point in time. Just before this happened, they had watched with, and seen with their own eyes as Jesus healed a demon-possessed girl. And, and before that was the second miraculous feeding of a whole bunch of people. This time, 4,000-plus people with seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. So these disciples, Peter, James, and John, they knew some of what Jesus had in them. And then, followed by Peter's confession in response to uh, Jesus' question of, who do you say that I am? Well, this was six days before the transfiguration took place. And Peter put it all together for all of the disciples, and he said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. So like I said, these guys, they knew Jesus pretty well. But on that mountain, in those moments, 
they learned some more about Jesus. They saw him in all of his glory. And they heard the voice. This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. They now knew Jesus even better. But there was still more for them to learn. They still didn't know everything there was to know about Jesus. And in fact, here's the truth. There is always something more to learn about Jesus. Isn't that true also for you and, and me? I mean, how well do you think you know Jesus? I think I know the answer to this question. Do you think you know all there is to know about Jesus? We can always learn more, can't we? But why do that? I mean, Peter, James, and John, they knew all that they needed to know about Jesus for salvation, didn't they? They knew he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. I mean, what more do you need to know? And why do you need to know more about him than that? Well, the same holds true for us. We know all we need to know about Jesus, don't we, in terms of salvation. We know he lived for us. We know he died for us. We know he did that for us in order to pay for our sins. We know that. And we know that in him doing that, we know that we are forgiven. And we know we have the gift of eternal life in Jesus. We know all of that. So why would it be good for us to, to learn more? To learn more about him and to learn more about, about his glory? Well, I think the answer to that question lies in part, at least, within the conversation that Jesus had up on that mountain with Moses and Elijah, those two representatives of the entire Old Testament scripture. Moses the law and Elijah, all of the prophets. Luke gives us the detail of the conversation between those men. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Where was Jesus headed when he left the mountain that day? Just before the mountain, Matthew records that Jesus had begun to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things and that he must be killed. Where was Jesus headed? He was headed to the cross. He was headed into a time of suffering. And as a result, not only would that be a time of suffering for Jesus, but it was also going to be a time of suffering and a time of testing for his disciples. And that was the gist of the conversation between Moses and Elijah and Jesus, his departure that was going to take place at Jerusalem. So what was it that was going to carry Peter and James and John and the other disciples through those difficult times of suffering and difficult times of loss and, and questioning and doubt? It would be Jesus. And everything that they knew about him, and the better they knew him, 
the stronger they would be in the face of the trials that were about to come their way. The Holy Spirit would use what they knew to give them hope and to give them certainty and to give them strength in a time of uncertainty and in a time of suffering and loss. Now listen to something that that the Apostle Paul once wrote about this when he himself was facing a, a time of uncertainty and testing. This is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet I am not ashamed because I know whom I have believed. I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. Why is it good for you to know even more about Jesus than what you already know? It's so that you, like Paul, will be convinced in terms of whom you believe. So that not only will you have the strength to hold on to Jesus when it comes time for that suffering, but you'll also have the strength to live for him each and every day. Listen to these words from Ephesians chapter 3. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. In other words, to get to know him better and better. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And Paul further then says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his incomparably great power for us who believe. So it is that this same Peter who was on that mountain and learned to know even more about Jesus gives believers, including you and me, this encouragement. But keep growing, keep growing in the grace and in the knowledge of your Lord and your Savior Jesus. How do you do that? How do you get to know Jesus even better than you already do? You do it by being what I would call a lifelong learner of God's word. That's where you and I will get to know Jesus better, in his word. After all, he is the word made flesh. And by being in his word, You'll see more of his glory. You'll hear that voice of God instructing you as to who he is, what his son can do. That regularly and, and daily to take the time to learn to know Jesus even better. You know, I've been married to this dear lady for almost 50 years. Do I know all there is to know about her? Not yet. And I get to know her better by spending time with her and listening to her voice.
so also it is with Jesus. Yes, we know him, but we can always learn something more about him through his word. Be a lifelong learner of God's word, which includes being in this place. Every Sunday morning, what do we hear here? We hear God's word. Think of this place as being a mountain of transfiguration where you can listen to Moses and Elijah, the, the law and the prophets, where you can hear the voice of Jesus through his word. Psalm 26 puts it this way. I love the house where you live, O Lord, the place where your glory dwells. You know, one of the special ways that we have of seeing the glory of Jesus actually is in the Lord's Supper. Through the eyes of faith, what do we see but the body and the blood of our Lord and our Savior Jesus? There's a communion hymn that puts it this way. Here, O oh Lord, I see you face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here would I grasp with a firmer hand the, the eternal grace and all my weariness upon thee lean. You know, one more thought about the Lord's Supper and the special opportunity that is for us to see the glory of Jesus is this. The Lord's Supper is also called a foretaste of the feast to come. Until that day, the Lord's Supper is a place for us to learn more and more about our heavenly home and about the Savior who lived and died in order that we might go there. And come this day when we are there, well, listen to what Paul says about this day when we will have our Mount of Transfiguration experience, even as the disciples did. From 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And how about these words from Psalm 17? And I in righteousness, I will see your face when I awake. I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness. And let's cap off all of these words with these words from John who was on that mountain the day that Jesus was transfigured. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. Dear friends, now we are the children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Until that day, my friends, let's keep getting to know Jesus better by being lifelong learners of his word. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.